It was all gas, no breaks for the Sun Devils in their win in the quarterfinals of the Pac-12 tournament over USC. Let's talk about it on this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. You are Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. As always, thank you guys for tuning in. Wherever you get your podcasts, hit like and subscribe and turn on notifications so you get an update when we post new content. Stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter, RichieBrats36, and the podcast, LO underscore Sun Devils. What we needed to happen, happened. And it's a surreal feeling that we got to we, we gotta talk about this because there are ramifications from this game moving forward for the rest of this season and potentially the future of Arizona State Sun Devils basketball. Let me explain. Arizona State was able to take down USC, and they took them down in a pretty convincing fashion. The final score, 77-72. to 72. It's a five-point game. Does not do justice to the control that the Sun Devils were in for basically the whole game. They trailed for a whopping, oh, zero seconds of this game. They led all 40 minutes. They shot the ball incredibly well. They played really good defense. They, as a team, played such a good game. And don't get me wrong, there was still some classic Arizona State stuff that was going on. This was this was still uh, an okay amount of turnovers, I guess. They did foul a lot with 22 fouls. Uh, they were chucking up some shots that maybe they shouldn't have chucked up. They were making some stupid penalties. Uh, I know that Devin Cambridge had a really stupid flagrant foul towards the end of the game. Alonzo Gaffney had a very unnecessary foul with about three seconds on the clock. Bottom line, even with the faults that the Sun Devils had, I I don't know if I'm crazy in thinking this, but I am interested to hear what you guys think. Was this the best performance from the Sun Devils basketball team this year? Because I would argue it is. I would argue that from top to bottom, from the start of the game to the very end of the game, this was the best performance pound for pound for Sun Devils basketball in 2022 slash 2023. They just, they played a complete game and they did a really good job using everybody to the best of their abilities. And it also helps that some of the guys were just shooting out of their minds. Obviously, Desmond Cambridge Jr. is the first guy that comes to mind. He went absolutely bananas. He ended up scoring 27 points. He was 6 of 12 for his three-point shots, and some of them were just stupid. Some of them you sat there and you were just in disbelief at how good he looked as a shooter for the team. The Sun Devils as a whole, though, Played a really good game. Devin Cambridge only had 11 points. He only shot the ball four times. And 
he was doing so much for the team all over the place. He had five rebounds. He was playing really good defense. He was making clutch shots. He was actually two for two on his deep balls. Like Devin Cambridge, yes, only had 11 points. He put on a spectacular show. Earlier in the night, prior to Desmond just continuing to go insane, I felt there was a point where you could have a conversation of which of the two Cambridge brothers was having the better night. Obviously, Des was able to kind of squash that competition. 27 points to 11 points. I don't I don't care what else you do. You definitely are the guy at that point. But they were both playing exceptionally well. Like I said, Devin was making plays in more ways than one as a defender, as a rebounder, as a shooter. He was clutch. And Desmond obviously was dynamite. DJ Horn, clutch. It This game should not have come down to the wire. This was a game that the Sun Devils were in control for about 39 minutes, I would say. They're, and the only uncertainty that I'm talking about at this point is just that USC didn't want to go away and ASU kept giving them that opportunity to stay in it. I think there was a moment where USC had conceded and Desmond Cambridge ended up getting the ball wide open and decided to dunk it. Disrespectful. I love it. But with that being said, I think USC might have allowed him to just dribble it out and to take the majority of the clock off. I believe there was about 34 seconds at the time. So he would have been able to take it down really, really far. But he did decide to do that dunk. And I think that that kind of ignited USC to be like, okay, maybe we're not done yet kind of thing. Other than that, I really felt like Arizona State was in control. But back to DJ Horn, like I was getting ready to talk about. DJ Horn was put on the line 10 times and he made eight of his shots. And he wasn't shooting great from the field. He was three of 12 on the night. But those eight free throws were so crucial to Arizona State because they were not a great free throw shooting team on the night. They had shot 60.7% of their free throws. Uh, guys like Frankie Collins and uh, De- Des Cambridge, I guess, was one of three. But all in all, this this team was not doing the most with their free throw opportunities. And USC put them on the line more than a handful of times to have that opportunity to make the most of it. Arizona State didn't necessarily seize that, but DJ Horn did. And when it mattered, DJ Horn made his shots. And he made sure that ASU never made it a one-possession game with USC. They made sure that ASU still had at least a cushiony enough lead to where you still felt good and you weren't nervous. Obviously, we were. Because this is ASU. This is always something university. We're always... We're always dealing with ASU making us panic and whatnot. But when it comes to clutch performances, I feel like the conversation has to start with DJ Horn at a minimum. I do want to talk to you guys real quick about our friends over at FanDuel. We're at the midway point in the NBA season. It's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout 
with the same game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash on. That's FanDuel.com slash on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Want to thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. Wherever you get your podcasts, hit like and subscribe and turn on those notifications. Also, make sure that you tune in to Locked On College Basketball. It's our brand new podcast, everything you need to know about college hoops. Hear from big name experts, insiders, players, and coaches. Locked On College Basketball available on YouTube and wherever you're getting your podcasts. Back into our conversation, back talking about this game. Let's take a look at USC and the things that they were able to accomplish in this game. They really were stretched then in this game. ASU's defense was suffocating and they took a lot of opportunities away from USC for the vast majority of the game. Again, this game ended up being a five point game, but ASU was truly in control for the majority of the game. Like I said, outside of like the last minute and it didn't even have to be that way. It just was outside of that. USC never felt like they were getting ready to surge. ASU was able to match them whenever USC started shooting hot, which wasn't that much. ASU was able to match that energy. They were able to match the production, and they looked like the better team through and through for the entirety of the game, besides that one minute, even then. As a team, they ended up shooting 41.8%. They shot 38.1% from three, 75% from the line. Here's the thing. They had been struggling for the vast majority of the night to shoot. They were under 40% for probably the majority of the game. They were not getting buckets. Bottom line, like anywhere, not in the paint, not anywhere else on the field, not from deep. They were just struggling to put up points at halftime. It was 39-25. Like, ASU was firmly in control. They threw up 47 points in the second half, but it felt like a lot of their production really came when the game kind of fell over. Like, it it truly was not the best performance for the Trojans. Now, with that being said, they're going to the tournament. No ifs, ands, or buts. The Trojans should go to March Madness. This game should not be indicative of taking them out. This, this needs to be a team that goes to the tournament. We still back the pack. We still represent the Conference of Champions. We're still Pac-12 pride. We took care of business, though. With USC, there were, there were definitely some things that they needed to improve on as a team. Obviously, they got themselves into some really bad foul trouble and actually had two of their players foul out of the game. It was towards the end of the game for what it's worth. So at that point, you're not necessarily worried about it, I suppose. But I know that USC was maybe clinging on to the hope that they could have pulled something out at the last second to be able to help lift them back up into the game and be able to pull off an upset and send not so much pull off an upset, but like come back and send it to overtime and win the game and go to the semifinals. I'm sure they never abandoned that hope, which is why the kids were frustrated when they did foul out. Those kids who did foul out were uh, Boogie Ellis and Kobe Johnson. Bo- uh, Boogie Ellis was actually one of their better guys on the night. Ended up shooting uh, a little, like in the 40s. He was 5 of 12 and 15 points. 
Uh, Kobe Johnson had 15 points as well. Their leading point scorer was Trey White with 16. They also had a uh, six man of the year, uh, Reese uh, Dixon Waters, who had, I was just looking at it, had 16 points as well. They got some really good production from their starters and from Dixon Waters. Other than that, they didn't have anyone else score points off the bench. And they had two of their starters not make it to double-digit points. One of their starters only had one point. Arizona State, on the contrary, was able to get really good depth production. Duke Brennan had two points. Jemiah Neal had nine points. Alonzo Gaffney had three points. Luther Muhammad had three points. Uh, Gaffney had six points, excuse me. Luther Muhammad had three. ASU got contributions from all over the place. That was a really big deciding factor in this game was ASU was getting everyone involved and they were rotating guys in. They ended up having seven guys with at least 20 minutes. And when you're able to incorporate that many guys and effectively do it and get production from them, you're going to win a lot of basketball games. And that was completely indicative on the court last night against USC. It was a difference maker. Ultimately, I believe, was that the Sun Devils were able to get more from the entirety of their team compared to the USC Trojans. I want to talk to you guys about Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat and don't want the fat and calories, you got to try a Built Bar. I know that you're still working on that New Year's resolution, and you got to have a Built Bar because with Built, healthy is tasty. They're delicious. You won't think that they're good for you. It's perfect, again, for that resolution I know you're still working on. What makes them so good is they're covered in 100% real chocolate and they come in unbelievably great flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how they do it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they're healthy. It's just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. Now, you don't even have to wait around for a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Go to the pharmacy section and get yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab yourself a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. Get yourself a great-tasting protein bar. Get yourself a Built Bar. want to thank you guys one more time for tuning in to Locked On Sun Devils. Make sure that you also check out the Locked On College Basketball Podcast experts, Isaac Shade and Andy Patton. Bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked on college basketball available on YouTube and wherever you're getting your podcasts. Final thoughts for this game and then thoughts heading into the semifinals. Like I said at the top of the show, I think this might have been the best performance pound for pound that the Sun Devils put together in the 2022-2023 season so far. This was a very well-executed game. And there were still some warts, but man, they worked through them. They shot 39% from the field. Solid. They shot 43.8% from deep. Doesn't get much better than that. They shot 60.7% from the line. Got to improve there. But the bottom line is that the Sun Devils really were able to, to just put together a complete effort, something we haven't seen that much this year. I've gone on record many a times to say ASU is a one-half team. We never know if it's the first half or the second half. 
but it never has felt like ASU was able to put together a full 40 minutes. And that is exactly what they did. That is exactly what they did against USC. 39 points in the first half, 38 points in the second half. They were a dynamic shooting team from deep in both halves. They were a dynamic defensive team in both halves. They competed for both halves. It, it, you can't ask for much more of the Sun Devils at this point. They have given you everything and more from this game. Now, moving forward, here's some aspects I want to talk about. First of all, I mentioned before we got started, there might be future ramifications for this game. I am interested to see what this does for Bobby Hurley. I have been on record many a time saying that I believe that this season ultimately bought him another year, maybe more. The way they won this game, 100%. They are absolutely going to retain Bobby Hurley. I expect a contract extension. I expect him to be here for several more years. I'm curious what this will do for the way this team builds up moving forward. You're going to be losing a lot of guys from this team. You're going to lose Washington, the Cambridge brothers, Luther Muhammad, Alonzo Gaffney, and some other seniors as well. That's not to mention you could probably face some transfers. I don't even know what's going on with Marcus Bagley at this point. So who knows? But this is going to be a vastly different team next year. The good news is there's a lot of really young guys that you like. Austin Nunez, who hasn't been on the court in a few weeks now because of a concussion and conditioning stuff, is the future. Jemiah Neal has been awesome. He is the future. Duke Brennan, Enoch Boache. Those guys are the future of this team. Frankie Collins, DJ Horn should be back. If you retain all of those guys and you have them bought in to the mentality that Hurley has them playing at right now, there's a really bright future here. So I think that this game was a vastly important game for the Sun Devils. Now, I'm not the only one who thinks that. There's a lot of other people in the Sun Devil community who would agree that this was a this is a very, very important game for Sun Devils basketball in quite some time. Now getting back towards what it means moving forward, not so much the distant future. Obviously, you are going to the Pac-12 semifinals now. Not only are you going to the semifinals, but you're facing Arizona for the third time this year. And Arizona is going to be pretty pissed off based off of what happened the last time those two teams played when Desmond Cambridge threw up that prayer and beat them in Tucson in their home court, 89-88. They've got that game on their mind. They've got the first game on their mind where Arizona State kept it within 10 points, and it was a low-scoring game for both teams. Uh, it was a 69-60 final. Like it, U of A had been averaging well over 90 points, and they got held to 69, like, U of A clearly understands that ASU, maybe you don't say they have their number, but you do say that ASU has certainly been able to play and go toe for toe with a team that has a chance to win the Pac-12 tournament entirely and make some very big noise in March Madness in the NCAA tournament. ASU is not a team to be taken lightly by these U of A Wildcats. They're going into this game with a lot on their mind. Revenge at the top of it. But they also understand 
that they can't go into this game thinking that they're that ASU is going to roll over. They're the six seed against the two seed. You would think that that should be easy. It's not going to be for ne- either of these teams. ASU is going to need to continue this play that they had against USC and take it into U of A because in the two Pac-12 games that we've seen them play in this tournament, if you play like you did against Oregon State, you're going to get rolled. It's not going to be close because U of A just had a massive explosion, 90 points against Stanford yesterday and like 60%, maybe even more. Like it, it was a ridiculous amount of their points came in the paint. This is a physical team. We know this. There's, there's going to be a lot of pressure in this game. And this is going to be a really interesting battle. This is definitely the must-watch between the two Pac-12 games that will be played today. There's, there's a lot at stake for these teams in terms of pride more than anything else. I don't think you're really looking at these teams and it's going to be affecting March Madness as entirely. Like U of A is projected a two seed right now. If they win the tournament, I'm sure they could make an argument for a one seed. So they've got that at stake. Arizona State, and this is the last thing I want to talk about before we wrap it up here. Arizona State has made the best case scenario for them to make the tournament. We talked about the final five games. They needed to go three and two, and they needed to win two games in the tournament. They went two and three. Not great, but one of those wins was U of A in Tucson. That's huge. You have now won two games in the tournament, including a win over USC, who swept you in the regular season, and you won in a very convincing fashion. Right now, ASU is doing everything they need to do at the right time. And they've got a good resume, and they've got the pedigree at this point. I don't think this is a must-win the way that USC was. That doesn't mean you go into this game accepting that you can lose. It means that you can go into this game without nearly as much weight on your shoulders as you did against USC. The game against USC had so many ramifications for ASU. Like I said, not just not just for the remainder of this season, but for seasons moving forward. There was a lot at stake in this USC game, and they achieved their success. Against U of A, you're playing for pride, you're playing for better positioning, and to ultimately secure yourself a spot in March Madness. I'll tell you what, though. I think they locked it up. I think at this point, there's just no way you can keep Arizona State out of this tournament. They have too many big wins. They have too much excitement and potential with them. And it's going to be good for ratings. Wherever their games end up being broadcast on, people will tune in to a fun Arizona State team, no matter where they're ranked. Be- or uh, seated, excuse me. This is a good team. This is a fun team. This is a team that has willed, scratched, clawed, fought their way to get to where they are right now. And they should be damn proud of those accomplishments that they've had. Hopefully the ride doesn't end, but that's all I got for you guys right now. I will be having an extra episode tomorrow to recap tonight's game. I will probably have another episode on Sunday because we, We can't forget that we still have 
spring practices that are kicking off next week. It's going to be a very busy next few days, next few weeks for the Locked on Sunnels podcast. So make sure that you hit like and subscribe and turn on those notifications so you get an update when we post new content. And stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter at RichieBrad36 and the podcast at LO underscore Sun Devils. Till next time, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun Devils and no pity for the kid.